Hillary was not grilled at the Benghazi hearing this week. I'll tell you what they should have asked her and what's really going on. The Monica Perez Show starts now. This is Monica Perez, your libertarian voice on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB every Saturday from 3 to 6 when it isn't football season. But it is football season, so I'm here just because it's the bye week. And then uh, I'll make way for Georgia football uh, for the rest of the season, and then I'm back. Saturday is from 3 to 6. But if you get a Jones for a little Monica Perez show, you can go to my website, monicaperezshow.com. And I have about 100 podcasts up there, lots of articles, and I post plenty of stuff on Facebook and Twitter. So there's, uh, we do stay connected even when I'm not on the air. But a lot has happened since the last time I was uh, on on a Saturday. And most recently, this big news this week, all the focus was on the Benghazi hearing. The Benghazi Congressional Committee had Hillary there uh, in in Congress on Thursday all day, 11 hours. It was just so grueling for her. She was widely praised for being able to work 11 hours straight, which I'm sure the majority of the people <laughs> who are listening to me now think that's uh, uh, par for the course. But one thing that I, I thought it, it reminded me of, this whole hype about the hearing and everything was something Putin had said when the Edward Snowden story was getting a lot of press. He said, it, it's like uh, shearing a pig. There's a lot of squealing, but not very much wool. And I, I thought that about this hearing. There was a lot of squealing, but no wool. And it reminded me of the Operation Fast and Furious hearings, which really were a big deal. Also, Americans died. And it, they I always had stern looks, the Republicans, and, you know, nobody was ever really held accountable for that. They got away with it, and uh, so there was a lot of squealing and no wool. And if you have not been paying attention to the Benghazi thing, I, it, I'll just tell you in two sentences, basically, I can catch you up in three years of news in basically two sentences— well, you need to know that in September 2012, on September 11th, 2012, the U.S. ambassador to Libya, Chris Stevens, along with three other Americans, were killed in an attack on an American compound in Benghazi. And after the attack, the State Department, under Secretary of State Clinton then, uh, said that the attack was the uh, a spontaneous result of a protest against um the this really dumb like little movie trailer basically about Muhammad that supposedly offended Muslims and that story was a lie so ever since then Congress has been trying to hold Hillary accountable for that lie and also get her to explain why Chris Stevens many requests for additional security were not uh, answered now they actually said that there were 600 requests for additional security and what I can tell, it couldn't have been more than a year of him being there. So, I mean, was he asking twice a day for more security? I don't know. But if that's what they're really focused on. And I, from the beginning, have, uh, or at least from my first show on this, which was in May 2013, realized that that stuff isn't isn't of any consequence whatsoever. Because at the very worst, she was incompetent. 
But to me, the best case scenario is that she was just incompetent because that there's it's like sinister what was really going on, I think. And there were real questions that should be asked, real investigations that should be underway. And uh, I found that what Congress was doing was kind of shockingly surface stuff, not not meaningful at all. The real questions they should have been asking, first of all, and they focus on this idea that uh, they came out with this story about a video um, and protests sparking this attack when really it was a terror attack. I think the real question should be, was this really a terror attack or was it some kind of setup? Because, and I'm not just making that up, there, are, there is evidence or at least I would say probable cause for uh, an investigation at the very least into that possibility. And, and it was touched on. The only interesting thing I found or one of the only few interesting things I found from the whole day of testimony and questioning on Thursday was when Congressman Pompeo held up a picture and asked Hillary, she, he described the picture. There were two guys in the picture. One was who he said was the head of Ansar al-Sharia, which is the jihadist organization who is widely believed to be responsible for this attack. Uh, and he was with a, a guy, an al-Qaeda guy, Pompeo said the names, but um, <laughs> I can't pronounce them. But the so he said to Hillary that Chris Stevens on the day of the attack sent a cable back to Washington talking about how two days before he had or one of his guys had met with the Al Qaeda person in the picture and talked about security in Benghazi. And, and he and Pompeo asked Hillary if she recognized those guys or knew about the cable. And she said, no, <laughs> she said, no. I mean, it's been three years and she doesn't know about a cable that was sent by Chris Stevens that talked about Al Qaeda and security on the day of the attack. That's that's beyond incompetent. I mean, that's I, I don't believe it, actually. And and all Pompeo did was say he found it deeply disturbing there was a little back and forth, but ultimately he yielded his time back to the chair. Like he didn't even spend five minutes talking about that. And to me, that goes to the heart of the real question. What went on there? Because uh, there was also a uh, kind of sketchy organization, the February 17th Martyrs Brigade, who we had outsourced security of Benghazi uh, there. And they, some reports say they abandoned their post before there was any action before the attack started. So that's weird. And the fact that no rescue mission was sent. Leon Panetta said there wasn't enough time, but there were two attacks at Benghazi. Both took American lives, and they were seven hours apart. So all that stuff uh, it at least qualifies as, derel as dereliction of duty, if not criminal negligence, or worse. So that's the question I really want. That's what they should be focusing on. And then there are two even bigger questions. And the next question I would ask to back up a little bit is, what were we doing in Benghazi? This was an ambassador, but it wasn't an embassy. It wasn't even a consulate. It came out later that uh, it's a, it was a CIA outpost. And it's also widely reported, I don't know if the government has acknowledged this or not, but that what was really going on was arms were being sold from Libya to Syria. And I'll tell you, I first got onto that when I did my first show in May 2013, and I was actually a little nervous about seeing it on the air because it was so completely outside the official narrative that I thought those are serious accusations. But but still, that those those allegations have not been 
investigated. Nobody's really asking, what was Chris Stevens doing there? And he had just been kind of promoted to ambassador in this country that basically did not have a functioning government. But what he had been doing before that, before he was ambassador, during the Libyan uprising, so-called, but uh, Saif al-Qaddafi, the heir apparent to Qaddafi and his son, who has since been sentenced to death, but back then called Dennis Kucinich. There was a leaked tape saying that those that these people were outsiders, mercenaries, gangsters, thugs. And uh, uh, plenty of reports say that they were Al-Qaeda. This is, that's what Pompeo was talking about. And Chris Stevens was the guy who was arming them for the Libyan, what, what ended up really to be a regime change operation. So what was, so was he continuing that, but with Syria out of Benghazi? That's a serious question. I, I'm not, I don't have the smoking gun evidence, but it is worth a serious investigation. And then uh, back that up uh, even another step and say, uh, with the third big issue that I want answered is, what were we really doing in Libya? Gaddafi was helping us in the war on terror since he's been gone, as he predicted. The uh, Al-Qaeda has run like wildfire across North Africa, Libya, Hillary had used an excuse that there was a humanitarian crisis imminent where Gaddafi was going to hurt his own people in Benghazi, but her own U.S. intelligence sources said that they did not think he would do that and that that the humanitarian uh, issue was not a real one. And there even Foreign Affairs Magazine, which is a Council on Foreign Relations publication, doesn't get more mainstream than that, has said since then that there was no real humanitarian crisis. And I'm not just wanting to go back and look at that to kind of nitpick or hold those people accountable. The Libyan uh, crisis started at the same time the Syrian crisis did. The Libyan thing, we can't go back, but Syria is still unfolding. So asking the question, and they had a similar thing where that chemical weapons attack uh Uh, has been, uh, the UN concluded, among others, that that was a false flag, that the rebels did it, that Assad didn't do it. So it's not a humanitarian crisis. It's a regime change operation, costs American lives, and I want to know why. And I'm beginning to think that the reason the Republicans aren't really trying to get to the bottom of it is because they actually... Uh, of course, support the policy. They 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 don't object to this policy of changing of regime change. These secular Arab leaders uh, are taken out for what for what reason? I mean, it has to be kind of cronyistic reasons or deep state stuff that isn't in our national interest. It increases the terrorism. It increases the humanitarian problem. Look at the refugee crisis. So these these are serious problems, and they affect our position on Syria going forward. So those are the questions that should be asked and answered. And I think not only did they not get to the bottom of any of this, they actually made Hillary look uh, very poised and in control of the subject matter by lobbing softball after softball at her. So I was, to say the least, disappointed. I want to know your reaction. What do you think about the Benghazi issue about uh, how Hillary handled it, and, and if it helped her or hurt her. 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. This is Monica Perez. Monica Perez on News 95.5 at AM 750, WSB. We're talking about the Benghazi hearing this week, and I personally do not think the Republicans are really trying to get to the bottom of this, and I think Hillary actually came out looking better. I think they did her a favor. I want to know what you think. 404-872-0750. 1-800-WSB-TALK. I'm going to take a call. I'm going to go to Bill in Gainesville. Hi, Bill. You're on with Monica. 
Bill. I cannot hear Bill. All right, Bill in Gainesville, are you there? Yes. Hey, so what do you think? So, okay, first of all, I think the Republicans are getting ready to, this, this, uh, these hearings last week with Hillary are a great example of the, the Republicans getting ready for another completely inept run at the White House next year. I almost feel like they lost on purpose last time, like uh, oh, with I, Romney. I mean, there, there was any, anybody watching that Mitt Romney debate with Obama. The foreign policy one where he just absolutely yeah. took a dive? Yeah, where Candy Crowley came in and intimidated him. Ugh. And all he had to do was say, everybody in America wants to know one simple question. Where were you on the night of the Benghazi attack? And where was Hillary Clinton? Nobody, even in these hearings last week, nobody, I need to hear anybody ask that question. Where were you that night? Were you in the situation room? Were you in the bed? Yeah, why didn't, why, the real, I think the smoking gun is, why didn't anyone send help? Why wouldn't you send help? And I don't think it's incompetence. Why didn't they send, you know what I mean? Everybody wants to say it's incompetence, but it's just too, it's too much. It's not believable that all the generals and the Secretary of Defense and everybody thought they couldn't handle it. Right. I mean, in the U.S. military, they talk about no one left behind. And an ambassador. It's just not believable. Yes, I don't think they dug into that at all. And I feel like at a certain point, it's not the Republicans' incompetence. I think they don't want to get to the bottom of it because they all like these these policies that, that backfire because they, they, they have, they're playing a bigger game. It's not about national security. But even if that is true, and, I, and I, I don't doubt that it could be true at some level, the point is if they want to win the next election for the White House, it still would behoove them to ask the simple question, why did you give a stand-down order? Why did they not? I mean, like you said, between the two attacks, there was seven hours. I mean, we have a military that can get almost anywhere within hours around the world. I mean, you know, there was people, at the very least, that could have gotten in there uh, within a few hours. Yeah, no, I think that if they really wanted to get to the bottom of it or make this a political issue, they would get to the actual content and not who had your email address and who didn't. I want to talk a little bit about the election next. I want to talk about the Democratic debate because I feel like this hearing was a setup to make Hillary look good. And I I feel like I have the smoking gun that the Democratic debate was actually scripted. You can, for a little foreshadowing, you can go to my website, MonicaPerezShow.com at the break. But give me a call. Tell me what you thought about that, what you think about this election. Uh, 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. This is Monica Perez. You got me excited because this would truly be both an adventure and a learning experience. Monica Perez on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. I am your libertarian voice on WSB every Saturday from 3 to 6 when I'm not preempted by Georgia football. So it's a bye week, so here I am. And this week, the big story was the Benghazi hearings, where Hillary was, I mean, the reports of what happened in there. I was I, I was listening to it, so I couldn't actually see the people. I was listening to CNN on the radio. And I think it was on Anderson Cooper's show, a guest of his said he hadn't seen anything so vicious in Congress since Joe McCarthy. And I just, if you watched it, 
that is absolutely laughable, that comment, because it was totally not vicious. They didn't even ask the real questions. Like, what were we really doing in Benghazi? What were we really doing in Libya? And why wasn't help sent? Why was security, not why didn't we answer Chris Stevens' calls for more security, but why was security provided by this February 17th Martyrs Brigade, which left the door unlocked and abandoned their post before, some reports say, before the attack even started? What the heck is really going on here? And uh, I feel like the stuff about her email account and all that and the and the the State Department memo that was a lie about the video. I think all of that stuff really is a distraction from the meat of the matter. And it is possible that the reason the Republicans don't want to get to the bottom of it is because they approve of the policy or they have dirty hands or whatever. So we can get into some of that nitty gritty. I want to go to some calls, 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. Uh, I'm going to go to Jim in Rutledge first. Hi, Jim. You're on with Monica. Hello. How you hey, doing? good. How are you doing? Uh, just fine. Well, Hillary kept passing off the responsibility to other people in her office, and it was somebody else's responsibility, and somebody else's fault, somebody else, somebody else. I think it's simply as uh, simply put as the buck stops here. That that she, you shouldn't. That should not be an excuse. She right, should not no, be able exactly. to exactly. She's the boss. She should have taken responsibility. She should have made sure it happened. Even if it was delegated and came back to her, there's no excuse in her not knowing and not, not acting on it. And, you know, I'm not sure I I believe it because if uh, there were some uh, few articles in the Washington Times earlier this week, uh, this year, that said how General Ham and AFRICOM had arranged for talks with Gaddafi. He was going to abdicate before we even started dropping any bombs. And he actually pulled back some of his forces as a visual demonstration that he was sincere and willing to compromise. And she wouldn't talk to him, that, the, that it came down from her, that she wouldn't talk to him, that the, this supposed humanitarian crisis that she blamed for wanting to intervene in Libya, that our U.S. intelligence actually had a contrary report, that there was no humanitarian crisis, and she overruled that. So I think this idea that she's trying to promote, that she really didn't know what was going on, I think it's fake. And the fact that she is so convincing is just scaring the pants off of me because I didn't think she had it in her to be the kind of liar that Bill is. But it seems to me it's not plausible that she didn't know the last cable Chris Stevens sent three years later. I mean, this is stuff that came out on Thursday that people aren't talking about. But it seems to me she's more responsible than than we're giving her credit for. When, when you lie most of your life, you get used to doing it become, uh, very well. Uh, at doing it, I guess. Yeah, I guess. And as a matter of fact, and I, I really hesitate to just uh, start calling people liars, so I'm not going to. I just do not believe, I just I found it, find it impossible to believe that she's really this clueless or this um, out of control. And I was watching something called the Clinton Chronicles, I think. It was a documentary I saw on YouTube where one of the guys said, he, he said it, I, I don't have proof, but he claimed that they actually taught Bill that art of lying was to actually believe it yourself. That if you really believe it, you can and just never look back. And I just, I, I really feel like that's, I, I felt like that was the kind of performance we were getting. I mean, that the serious accusations, I understand, but there's something not right. 
Right, exactly. Mm-hmm. And and the thing that I've never heard an answer on is why do we not have security there all the time that's our security? Well, that's the thing. Why why was it these like jihadists, basically? I mean, these people were all radical Islamic groups, militia groups, or whatever. Uh, that, that would be a much better question to ask than why weren't Chris Stevens' requests for more security Given why wasn't the security he had? Why did he have reason to suspect that they were going to turn on him? Because they did. They did. They betrayed him. They ran away and he got killed. So maybe he did have a sense. So I don't know. Um, thanks for the call, Jim. I'm going to Ron. Uh, Ron, you're on with Monica. Hello, Monica. Hi, Ron. I was just disappointed in the hearings that I kept wondering why nobody is looking into the fact that she probably peddling the influence of the Office of Secretary of State for Fred Blumenthal, military contracts and any other kind of contracts you can get in a war zone. I have to tell you, Ron, I always look for super, super big pictures. Like she said, she actually said at the CFR, you can see it on YouTube, this is, uh, I don't have to go so far, the Council on Foreign Relations, to get my marching orders now that you guys move down the street. I mean, she report she claimed to get her uh, direction from the CFR. That's how big it goes. But then I have to say, when I looked at this situation, the Libya story, it seemed to be not even as grand as that, that when they went in and started basically carpet bombing it, they were hitting things like water treatment facilities and other infrastructure items that then uh, you would have to turn around and give contracts to for rebuilding. Exactly. That's and, what it's about. It's nothing more petty than her enriching herself. And and I don't think she's the only one. I was reading, and this stuff is speculative, but I do pick and choose my sources. I don't just accept everything I read on the Internet. There's a source, VoltaireNet, that seems like a pretty good source from the couple of years I've been following him, and he was suggesting that at the highest levels in France that Qatar and other... Um, you know, moneyed interests over there were actually going around bribing politicians to change this policy, that that they are behind it. They were financing all this stuff. And I wouldn't, I mean, that does seem like uh, uh, more, I hate to generalize, but more like a Clinton thing that just kind of palm greasing stuff on like the Bush stuff, which seems uh, really big and hundred year old kind of connections. I feel like this, it makes sense that it's that, that it's that, Banal, is that the right word? That kind of basic, just just petty. greasing your own palm, you know? It's petty. Yeah. It's, it's not petty. statesmanship. It's not statecraft. It's, 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 it really is criminal. That's the thing. Done. So when they say the Republicans really went after her, no way. You know, I mean, they didn't really go after her because they're, what if, they, what if we just ask these questions? Explain yourself. Yeah, I mean, it, it didn't make sense. It, it didn't make sense. Knows she's lying and she gets away with it. I know. And that's why I don't trust them. And there is, and I'll get into it in a little bit. I'm going to take a couple more calls, but there are some funny things that happened, uh, you know, while the Republicans were on the way to Congress during all this, that a couple of the behaviors from ISA, McCarthy, I just, it was weird. So I'm going to talk a little bit about that. I'm going to go to Randy in Woodstock. Randy, you're on with Monica. Hey, Monica. How are you? Good. How are you doing? doing all right. I, I just have a few things to comment on, things that are just like, they drive me crazy. Uh, I don't understand why people don't see it, but this goes, if you think of 
first of all, let's talk about leadership. We know Hillary knew. Uh, the reason we know Hillary knew is the same reason we know Wintercorn with VW knew. Paterno knew. Leaders either know or they're incompetent uh, because they didn't know. In any one of right, them. They're culpable either way. Either way, right. So we know that if Hillary is going to claim that she didn't know, that this is all to be swept under the, you know, carpet, then she still should be fired and she should be persecuted because she was so incompetent for the job. Yeah, run out of town. But but you could say the same thing about all of them. Leon Panetta, who comes off as a competent guy, didn't send help. What the heck, you know? And he's like, oh, Obama never even called me about it. I don't, and they act like this is reasonable. Right. It's not reasonable because with greater response, you know, with greater leadership, more responsibility is required of you at every level. You have to have integrity. You have to have character. You know, that, where's, Harry, where's Harry Truman when we need him, right? That's Randy, I got to tell you, that reminds me of the Paul Ryan thing. I want to talk about Paul Ryan a little bit later. He made some demands in order to run for Speaker of the House, like he's doing us some huge favor. And uh, one of his demands was he doesn't want to work weekends. I would nearly fell off my chair. I was like, are you kidding? This guy wants the third most powerful position in the country, and he's not willing to work as hard as I do? You know what I mean? Oh, I, I totally, I totally It's crazy. Agree. I mean, most people in, in America today are very hardworking because if you just take a look around, the jobs are shrinking. That's yeah, and you have to pay so much in taxes. Your, your, your wife has to work just to pay the tax bill. Oh, it's, it's bigger than a bread box. But here's something that's been gnawing at me for some time, and I just wanted to be a sound box about it because... No one, see, you, you can't find anything on this, but it's the piece that goes back to Blagojevich. Okay? We go all the way back to Blagojevich. The governor yeah. of Illinois who wanted to sell Obama's Senate seat, right? Right. I, don't, I only have like a, a minute, so say what you, yeah. get so, to the point. Yeah, my point is that the mainstream media is primarily owned by Arabs. So... Nobody went in and investigated. They persecuted, prosecuted, excuse me, Lagojevich, but they never really got to the smoking gun because he was selling... The Wait, you're saying the mainstream media is owned by Arabs? I'm saying the mainstream media, nobody investigated Lagojevich and dig deeper to find out that Obama's seat was probably, he probably bought it, and he probably bought it through Arab money because he didn't have them. Oh, you're talking about all the... Yeah, okay, because Rupert Murdoch is the is the big wig at Fox, but uh, yes, you're talking about going back to where uh, uh, those crazy stories... If you hear how Obama got his state Senate seat and then his U.S. Senate seat, I mean, that is fishy. You should check out the unauthorized biography of Barack Obama. I was afraid to even order it on Amazon because I, I thought it was so sizzling hot. And it was written in 2008 before he was even president, but it gets into all that stuff. And you're right. I mean, they stopped at the Lagojevich thing too short of what the real meat of that matter was. And it was probably a lesson to him to keep his mouth shut. But 
I'm going to take a quick break. Then I'm going to go to Jim, who uh, wants us to wake up to Hillary. He's got something to say. 404-872-0750. 1-800-WSB-TALK. This is Monica Perez. Monica Perez on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. Talking about Benghazi and Hillary. 404-872-0750. 1-800-WSB-TALK. I'm going to Jim in Luthersville. Hi, Jim. You're on with Monica. Hey. Uh, can you hear me? Yep. I just just wonder when the American people are going to wise up and uh, get tired of all this lying from the Obama administration and and Hillary. Hillary is nothing but a pathetic liar. She's lied ever since her husband was president about everything that they've ever questioned her about. Yeah, the Whitewater she, thing that was a crazy yeah, <laughs> scandal. Just, Nobody thinks about all this. Uh, I don't know why people aren't. I'm like you. Why aren't they asking the right questions? Why aren't they really well, that's getting the thing. on her? We can say that it's Clinton and it's Hillary and uh, all that, but the idea that the Republicans are going to turn around and clean up Washington is preposterous. I know. Uh, we we don't need professional politicians anymore. We need to get people in there for. If eight years is good enough for the president, eight years is good enough for all of them. And get and them you out. know it's it's getting. Worse, not better. The idea, I, I really can't get my mind around the fact that it looks like, I know people think Jeb Bush is on the ropes, but I've thought from the beginning that it's going to be Hillary versus Jeb in the general election, no matter how bad things got for those guys, which is crazy to me that we can stand for that kind of dynasty stuff when they were all such disasters. And every one of them has been that way. Ever, ever since Truman got out of office, the rest of them have been nothing but pathetic. Well, you're and the second look- guy who cited Truman as a good guy. As a, uh, a libertarian, I wouldn't agree with his policies. But at this point, I look back at some of those uh, old-timers who maybe they had the wrong ideology, but at least they weren't totally selling us down the river. I mean, that's I would take anybody at this point who I thought wasn't just constantly snowing me. So, uh, Corey, and coming, I'm going to get to after the break. He wants to talk about Daryl Issa and Trey Gowdy, and so do I. 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. This is Monica Perez. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.